Welcome to the Charity Network News Podcast, inspiring you to make the world a better place. Our host is Lex Lumiere, an award-winning therapeutic artist whose family legacy includes over a hundred years of art exhibits and providing artwork for international non-profit fundraisers. In our show, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews from philanthropy leaders or creative souls, as well as news and insights to help you make a positive impact in your community. Now let's jump into your daily dose of juice. Please join us in creating excellence. My name is Lex Lemaire, and it is March 1st. I'm a citizen artist with the United States Department of Arts and Culture. And tonight we are wrapping up the People's State of the Union 2021 Poetic Redress. And my guest this evening is Joe, who is a hypnotist. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about where you were born and raised. I was born and raised in Port Arthur, Texas. I now live in Houston. And what do you do professionally? I'm a hypnotist. I help people with stress, weight loss, to quit smoking, to get rid of any anxiety they may have, to help them learn, study skills. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little familiar with um, hypnotists or hypnosis, really. Because my dad did it a long time ago to stop smoking, like before it was even a thing. It works. Yeah, it does work. Because he had smoked, I think, since he was like 18. And um, I mean, he smoked for like 10 or 15 years, maybe even 20. And he couldn't quit on his own. So he did um, hypnosis and he doesn't smoke anymore. That's great. It does benefit people. That's why I love it. I think it's a big deal. I think being able to help people like get over those types of addictions is important. So a lot of people have misconceptions about hypnosis. They think that, you know, if you put them under, you can make them like quack like a duck or bark like a dog. Is that true? That's true. You can. But oh, you, you can't. <laughs> you, you really can. <laughs> but you can't make them do anything they don't want to do, you know, because they're still in control of everything. It's just suggestions. But you really get how you can change things, the dynamics. Because your subconscious mind is where it stores every memory that you've ever had, good and bad. So tell us about like who or like what life experience inspired you to choose hypnosis or being a hypnotist as a career path. I'm going through a divorce. It was a two-year divorce, a child custody battle, and I decided I wanted to get rid of that angst. I didn't want it to be where, you know, every time I saw my ex, I would be upset or frustrated or even fearful, you know, and um, I wanted to come to a place of healing in that relationship, uh, you know, to where I not only empowered myself, I could empower him because we had a daughter. So you're trying to do it to have a more balanced relationship or like a 
like more communication in that relationship. That way you got along. Because people that get divorced, I mean, don't always get along. You know, even talk to each other. They, it's, it can be really ugly. And I want to move past that. I've always thought of divorce like it's really grief. It's really traumatic. I think for the whole family in a way because it shifts the dynamic of the family. Plus, it's a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big loss for everyone, even children. So it was. I found that hypnosis. I just started having hypnosis sessions and I love how quickly it moved me past things and it was it was just great and I thought it was it was a great tool to have and to learn. It took me a while before I did take classes for hypnosis but you know I was ready for it. Um so what is the youngest age you can have hypnosis done like can you do you hypnosis on a child or do they need to be like a teenager or you can do it on children but um that's not where i like to go i'll leave that else. so do you have to have like an adult present like is it like if it's a minority you have or yeah like minor, someone yeah. minor sorry that someone under the age of 21. yeah you need the parent in okay several reasons you know, so you can make sure you're not going past any boundaries with the child. And so the parent can also understand and feel comfortable what you're saying and doing with the child. But um, yes, it's more positive with adults. And I prefer to stay with adults. I can always recommend their people I know that work with children, and I can always recommend them their services. So, have you used hypnosis in the pandemic or to help yourself through the pandemic? Yes. Okay. And what's your focus on that? Do you, is it like trauma or? It's not so much trauma, it's relaxation and. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it has been stressful. Business is different, everything's different. Um, there's all these about, you know, what could happen and stopping it because you want to move forward you we don't control life anyway you know every day is new and it just makes us more aware of those things now because it's come to the front and what have you noticed like how does how does hypnosis help you personally like how, what has it done for you i can relax by water <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. So can I. <laughs> it's, it's the way to relax right now. It's rings. It's part way to always relax. You hear water like a lake, a river, or even it raining. You can relax with water. Uh, when you're drinking water, the sound of water, you know, a drip, you can start relaxing. Um, because we live life like we have a tight fist. Know, we're really stressed and we don't even notice it because it's an after way of being and I believe this even though we're home we're in a safe environment when we're home it still is stressful for the unknown that COVID has brought to eat because mm-hmm. it's not something we see and you know we don't know who carries it so you know it's 
it is stressful and it affects it. It's affecting many people with their businesses, their loved ones that they can't see travel. You know? So we have to we've had to figure out a new way for ourselves. And for me, being able to meditate, to count down, to relax. Um, it just makes a big difference. Yes. So it's changed for you personally through the pandemic. My business really, I've had to kind of be with what is and know that I'm still okay. And I think but, it, but what's what is? I mean, for your actual business, what does that mean? That means I have less clients. I have clients that have come to me, have always come to me, but it's not as often as before. I'm, I'm grateful that they still come, you know. Um, but the amount of services they usually got has been reduced because they don't have the galas, parties, the weddings. You know, I really, we were very social people. We were very social people before the lockdown. You know, there are many things people were going to and getting ready for, you know, even for the weekend. But um, that's been different in that respect. And there were tensions, you know, between co-workers so, uh, because of the fear of catching COVID. So the masks and not wearing masks. Not wearing masks and, you know, people saying, you can't tell me what to do, whatever. And so, it, Created some tense, tense, really tenseful situations. But um, we've gotten past that, which is great. But hypnosis has helped me to look at things differently with people as not their normal way of being. It's fear based. Mm, that's true. Well, it's also the media doesn't help that because it pumps out a lot of fear based thoughts and, and visual. Media has always done that. That's their business. And they're good at it. Well, you can't sell things unless there's, there's something fear-based. Be afraid so you can buy this to fix it. You know, it's like running away from pain to find pleasure. You know, you don't want to be sick, so let's go all get vaccinated. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the philosophy behind it. So you were saying that some of the business shifted around parties and stuff. I mean, how do you think that nonprofits and like charity work and being a volunteer, taking time volunteering, uh, makes our country a better place. Because it's the community connection. It's people helping people. Community is huge. Um, we're not an island. Each of us contribute to someone, whether you know it or not, think it or not. Uh, we affect so many people in just a week. The mailman, the delivery man, the grocery store clerk, you know, just people standing in line to buy stuff. Um, the person asking for money in the street. We're all connected. Yeah, and, you're right, we they are. All play a part. They all play a part in our life. The truck drivers, the milkman, all, every walk of life has been by COVID. And we're all connected on each other. Because without community, you can't help people. You know, uh, it takes everyone doing something to be able to help those that are less fortunate or in need, whether they're old or young. 
There's no reason for anyone to be suffering in this day and age. Yeah, we have too much technology. I think if we can like drive on the moon, we can cure poverty. <laughs> and and you know make affordable education and affordable health care. And that the reason there hasn't been that is because it's fear. It's fear of somebody overtaking or let's see if someone having more than another person. You know? Funny like thing China? is not everybody likes everything you like or what I like. Be it clothes, car, medicine, makeup. Some people like massages, some like sports. I mean, there's so many varieties in life and people. There's so many varieties of people. But um, if each of us would give something to the community in some way, it would be a, it would be a blessing to be a different world. Because you know, there is a big need. And... Um, you know, people complain the rich get richer or whatever, but we all are rich in what we can give freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be time, whether it be food, whether it be money, or a ride somewhere, or just just a kind word to someone. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you taught me about charity anyway, because I remember going to the... the, the mental health facilities and you working there and volunteering there just to help people and make them feel better about themselves and that's what's interesting about your business is you've always helped people feel better about themselves so who taught you about charity Um, my mom my grandmother actually my grandmother she always opened the door to anyone you know, anyone that came over, she fed them. You know, um... Does she have a lot of money? No. She was just generous. She was just generous. I don't think you have that money to be generous. You can just be a generous person in different ways. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know, you just open your heart. My mother, I saw her, what she would do and give people people who weren't working. My grandmother had a neighbor that was probably racist. He drove into my grandmother's garden and destroyed that one year. And um, years later, that same man lost his job. And my grandmother had plenty of food and she, so she brought over food from her garden to him, and it just changed their whole relationship. And so they became friends? They became friends. That act of kindness. Like I squish your tomatoes and you're going to be my friend? <laughs> she just, my, my family tries, has always shown this. They may be mad at you, but they'll get over it. They, their heart is bigger than that. And the and anger? The anger and the hurt, you know, it, they don't, they never want it to pretend. You know, uh, if someone needed something, they, they would try and help. So what is your favorite charity? Anything that deals with children, food and children. Mm-hmm. Because it, children are our future and they're, um, they're innocent and they can't go out and make a living. And 
It's not their fault they don't. Mm-hmm. Right, food insecurity is a big deal. We're hoping people safe, donate to the Houston Food Bank. Safe place to live, you know, just feeling safe. So share a story with me about how the pandemic or the 2020 presidential elections, even like watching the Capitol riots, have influenced the future you envision for all of citizens this year. It's woken up America. Because America was, everybody was, you know, like the, the king, you know, with all his fruits and eating and just having a grand old time and not worrying about his castle, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think we as Americans, you know, we forgot we were living a life of plenty. But I think we forgot our source and we forgot, you know, we became really materialistic, I think, and a little spoiled. You know, you do. You lose sight of all that, you know. And it's brought families closer together again, you know, what's important, what's not, you know. And a new way of living and being, which in all these years, parents haven't been home like this ever. And I think it's been good. Mm-hmm. It kind of slowed life down. Kind of, yeah. And it's what's really important. We don't, the sad part is people losing their jobs. You know, that's the saddest of all. But I think out of this shift, you know, it's awakening to we have a responsibility for ourselves and to do things for ourselves and do things for the computer community and not rely on the government. The government's to take care of things that we can't take care of ourselves, the roads and the uh, infrastructure, infrastructure, plumbing, you know, electricity, building schools, building schools, it's an education. That's what they're for. But every, and you know, to make sure we're not bombing anybody and they're not bombing us, you know, that we have place but you know we fell asleep we got woken up I think the technology is waking us up because it's changing everything it's 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 strange it's like almost like an oxymoron where you have one part of life going very slow due to COVID right and you have the technology part of life like Bitcoin and all those things that are moving incredibly fast and then in the new thing this is a weird marriage (laughs) of technology and then we feel like you know the Amish we're living back a hundred years because we don't you know we have to be careful because of the so tell me about a time when the arts played an essential role in motivating your life always loved the arts who's your favorite artist but really, I like Rita Kahlo. I like some of, I like Rembrandt too. I like all the masters. I think there's, I wish I could paint like that. Just, it's incredible. And how it's lasted forever, you know. Um, but there's art. I mean, I like modern art. There's just so much talent out there. And creativity in all forms, from pottery to sculptures. 
I mean, I'm just amazed at how far we've come, mm-hmm. you know, in the creativity. I think we've gotten really creative with like show and tell. Like all the social media to me is like show and tell. We show and tell you what I can do like kindergarten. <laughs> Not a much more advanced platform. Even the do-it-yourselfers. I mean, some of the things they do is like, oh my God, that's beautiful. That's so pretty. And then there's some that are kind of hokey. But it's that the beholder, you know, each of us have our own taste. So it's... it's unlimited what people no that's so true and you know going back to you saying that like how the art lasts and lasts there is a mural i saw in dallas years ago that this woman painted and i think it's in the irving museum of art i don't even remember at this point but it's this massive mural of an oceanscape so it's a city that was swallowed by water and it's this beautiful painting you see like the fish going through the sculptures underwater it almost looks like rome underwater is what this paint this massive mural looks like and at the very top she wrote after everything disappears in civilization it is the art that remains and i was like how true is that because you go back and look at art history it's like little sketches on the wall and you know we all know about greece and the greek gods and their art at the pantheon and, like it's really amazing to me that art goes on and on and on even when we don't our our cities or whatever don't go on and on <laughs> that's where we're blessed but i think where robots and stuff will take that to another level is you know it's they're going to be a different type of recording device humanity and what we're doing and how we're helping each other and hopefully you know someone creates a computer program that deletes all the ugly stuff and just keeps the pretty stuff I agree. <laughs> there's some ugly stuff too yeah because it's like what were they thinking but it's art it's like steven spielberg that movie he made years ago about the little computer the little he made the android human thing I can't forgive me, Stephen, but I don't know. Um, and so it's that film, and it and it's this android's journey of being with the humans. And what they didn't realize in the very, very end is it was the last recording device of all of humanity. And it was discovered by another life form, and it plays back its experiences of humanity. And you're like, wow, okay, <laughs> we need to be just a little bit kinder and pay it for it. So what I'm going to have you do is read your poetic address. So everyone, this is the United States Department of Art and Culture Poetic Address 2021. Beyond 2021, my prayer for you is to be in great health, surrounded by love, respect, kindness, have access to health care and good education as it is your key to knowledge. Future technology easily pinpoints any disease and has a cure for it. May you fulfill whatever your dreams are beyond imagination. Homes are eco-friendly, plenty of green areas, food, clean water, crystal clear oceans, luscious environments, free of litter. Humanity respects nature, wildlife to just be. Freely appreciate it. May your career contribute to humanity's greater good, safely extraditing both illness and poverty. Technology manifests higher standards of living for everyone. 
creating robots to clean the house, taking care of children, a virtual family, so your child never feels alone, convenient sensory stimulation that cords to the brain, but there's no replacement for human touch. We all need a hug now and then. Need connection, attention, and love. Traditional ways, being face-to-face relationships on as we know it, learning new ways to communicate, empowering one another instead of blaming, fueling anger into something, will fuel anger into something more productive, which creates healing. There may be a science, but there is God who created us in his image. May humanity come to the realization, he said, we can do greater works than Jesus. Our thoughts We have telekinesis. Reality shows up as soon as we think it. So let it be. We want it to be empowering, happy. Never forget the great prophets. Keep their wisdom close. Truth transcends time. Yay. That's beautiful. So thank you for joining us with the United States Department of Arts and Culture. This is Joe and Lex. Thank you so much for being our guest today. And we appreciate it for joining us for the People's State of the Union 2021. Everyone, it's March 1st and we are wrapping it up for this year. Thanks for listening to Charity Network News with Lex Lumiere. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out online or please leave a review. Join us again next week. Until then, focus on creating solutions and making a positive impact in the world with your presence. Be kind, volunteer, pay it forward and keep shining your love light.